Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks this morning. I'm certainly hopeful that this 214th podcast finds you in a great place, serving God. Uh, With me, as always, is my friend, my co-host, Stephanie. So what's going on with you, Stephanie Wesco? Well, Doug, we are um, getting ready for Thanksgiving. Praise them. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Kids are enjoying a few days off. Now, are you a turkey or a ham person? I mean, don't tell me you're a ham person on Thanksgiving. Now we always do turkey. Thanks Actually, cook. Be to God. Yeah, we're going to be at my parents. Yeah. With for Thanksgiving Day, so I get up a turkey. Um, the Hicks were down last night for supper, which was awesome. So we had. I love the Hicks. I just want, I want to go on record as saying I love the Hicks. I, I really do. That's a great family. Steve's the only weird one, you know. He, he, but uh, the oh. rest of them are all right, you know. And, uh, I mean, what do you think? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Steve's, Steve's a pretty awesome person. He, he tunes my pianos for me. He raised some pretty amazing daughters and him and Rhonda. And so if I, if I'm understanding what you're saying, you're sticking up for Steve. Uh, is that what's going on here? Sort of maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not judging you about that. You know, this is this kind of goes back to who is better looking, Charles or me. There's, you know, I, I'm just not going to get on this road. I, we've been there once, and you know, the hurt was there for an hour, and uh, I don't, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to go back to that. You know. Well, Charles, let me let me tell you this: the last time I saw Charles, yeah, we won't go to what he looked like. So. And we're not talking about the last time you saw him. So so don't be getting all weird on me here. And, uh, yeah, we're talking about all those other times you saw him. And, uh, and, uh, but how do we always get here, Stephanie? This is Steve's fault. You know, here I was trying to pick on Steve and, you know, we got to a weird place, but Hey, anyway, so what's going on with the kids? Are they being good? Are, uh, are they being nice? What, what's happening with the kiddos? Yeah, they're doing good. Um, they're letting me get a couple podcasts recorded in peace. So I'm thankful for that. But yeah, they're all doing they're all doing good. Emmy was having a little bit of a sad morning, but I think she she's gotten past that. Well, so. Emmy needs her uncle Dud and Aunt Debbie, you know. And uh, we need to see Emmy soon. I just want to go on record and say that. Uh, you know, a month yes. without Emmy is hard, and I haven't seen Emmy in over a month. And I just want to point that out. But anyway, we're on Psalm 29. And I'm trying to think about other things that have happened with Stephanie because she doesn't come clean on everything. But there have been some funny things going on around the Wesco household. So they still got the, the anointed dog. And uh, has the dog walked you lately, Stephanie? Or what's going on with the old Thor? It's gotten, I've, I've done one walk this week, but it's gotten really cold here. So it's cold and rainy. So no, my luck would be I take him walking and end up slipping and falling. I have a 
record of doing things like that. So yeah, uh, going walking in this weather doesn't doesn't look very promising and just so you folks know a little bit about a record we're talking about pins in the arm ankles broken things uh yeah but Uh, anyway and and thor does walk stephanie thor walks everybody if you folks out there tried to walk thor you would find he walks everybody and uh that's what thor does and there's i guess there's not a lot you can do about that but uh anyway as he gets older maybe he'll get to the point where he's a little more mellow I'm still waiting for that to happen to me. Has that started happening to you yet, Stephanie? Have you got more mellow with older? Um, I've never been. I've always kind of been more a mellow person. I honestly think I'm probably a little more outgoing now because of where life has put me than I was yeah. when I was there. Well, you're at least as outgoing as I am, right? Uh, I don't think so. You think now? Naturally. Naturally, I am not someone who I would much rather be, like, curled up in a closet than be out in public. I kind of have to get God's help for that. Well, folks, for you closet curlers out there, you're not alone. And uh, (laughs) I am not a closet curler. Man, I can't wait to finish this podcast to to see other people. And I can't wait to work on this podcast to help each other. And uh, I think, Stephanie, we give thanks unto God. And uh, and I think we're going into that. As we're getting ready to go into Thanksgiving, we're going into Psalm 29. And by the time you hear this, it'll be a couple weeks Thanksgiving past. But it says, Give unto the Lord, O ye mighty. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord in beauty of holiness. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The Lord, the God of glory, thundereth. The Lord upon many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaketh the cedars. Yea, the Lord breaketh the cedars of Lebanon. He maketh them also to skip like a calf. Lebanon and Syrian like a young unicorn. The voice of the Lord divideth the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shaketh the wilderness. The Lord shaketh the wilderness of Kadash. The voice of the Lord maketh the hinds to calve, and discovereth the forest, and in his temple doth every one speak of his glory. The Lord sitteth upon the flood, yea, the Lord sitteth king forever. The Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Now, Stephanie, admittedly, we just went to a completely different psalm and a completely different feel than we had in 28. So in 28, David found himself in trouble again, crying out to God, people messing with him, people all that. Now, in Psalm 29, uh, we're reading about a David that's, uh, he's a, you know, David's an outdoorsman. I mean, you lived outdoors, you, you just weren't stuck there. There was no thermostat control in David's day. You couldn't turn on the heat. You couldn't turn on the air. You know, there was all stale air. David spent a lot of time outside, but he's he's talking about God here. And I mean, what came to your mind as we were going through Psalm 29? Well, it's amazing to me that David's pretty much saying, we see who God is. We see his expressions of who he is in every single Yeah. Look, and I think he, I think he's. There's a power here that we maybe miss 
you know, by the word of the Lord were the heavens made and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. And that's kind of what David is saying here. It's just summed up in um, Psalm 33, 6, a little bit more um, condensed. But by the word of the Lord, everything is, was, will be. And um, yeah, I love it too how David says, Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Hmm. God's name deserves who God is deserves so much more glory than we can ever do. Um, well, we in can, other words, definitely we can ever give. Yeah. Right. Right. And so it's like our entire being, our entire existence should be about giving to God the glory that's due to his name. Yeah, I agree. And, and I think there's a lot going on here. I think in, in those first couple verses you're talking about, Stephanie, uh, I mean, right away, he, you know, again, he's in that sanctuary and I, I get a feel of heaven and, and, and how eternity is going to look and magnifying God. And, you know, but not only is it a heaven thing, not only is it a, <clears throat> excuse me, a thing that happens in heaven, but it's happening now. And, and David's talking about, you know, the holiness and, and being holy. To, we can't come to God without being holy on the way. I mean, that's kind of what I'm getting here in the beginning. Uh, that we need to find that holiness. And, uh, you know, this was a psalm that was used, that is used, uh, Psalm 29. It's used in the Jewish uh, celebration of Pentecost. Yeah, this is a psalm that they talk about and talking about how to worship God of the Old Testament, how to worship God of the New, you know, in our New Testament, and how it ministers. And, and, and I'm just finding so much here to the worship of the Lord, the beauty of His wholeness. And, Holiness, and you know, the beauty of the holiness is the opposite of the ugliness of sin. And we live in a sin-filled world that's filled with sinners and that are filled with sin. And, and we've seen those people, Stephanie. They lie about us. They cheat us. They stab us in the back. But the great news is we see the holiness of God. And, and we see that in some people. And, and I think that's where you were going there with one and two. I didn't mean to. Uh, <clears throat> I just got excited about verses one and two in Psalm 29. And, yeah, I know. <clears throat> it's worth getting excited over. And uh, yeah, yeah, I think there's something incredible here in the sense of um, David goes from saying to give unto God um, glory, strength, um, worship him, all these things to the voice of the Lord. <clears throat> and I think it's like he's trying to say, this is how powerful God's voice is. This is what he can do. And this is why he deserves our glory and strength and um, our entire beings. And reading the psalm, Doug, reminds me of when Jesus spoke. Mm. Uh, like yeah. when he was on the Sea of Galilee in the midst of that storm. Yeah. And or of his voice the power of his words. Well, and God controls, and I think you're going to the right place because I think David's speaking there in 3 through 9 about a thunderstorm reaching all kinds of places. You know, he's talking about, uh, you know, over the Mediterranean maybe and the storm coming down. So I think you're right in the right place. He's talking about the cedars cracking in Lebanon. Uh, he's talking about Mount Hermon. He's talking in Syrian there. He's talking about uh, Kadash. I mean, he's talking about these 
geographical areas. So I think you're going right in the right place. And when Jesus talked, he could stop the storms or he could start them. Yeah, well, it's when you look at scripture, um, I, you know, there's so many examples before, before David wrote this Psalm, there were so many examples of things God had done that were clearly, um, you could say his voice, the parting of the Red Sea, things like that, where God clearly had showed just, oh, I'm sorry, I yawned. You know, you yawned and you made me yawn. And now there's people listening to us who are yawning right now. But you know what? We're going to forgive you because you're human. But uh, anyway, you can. (laughs) Yeah. I need the mercy for sure. Um, But no, it's like, when God parted the Red Sea, those different things where God had clearly shown his power. And, um, you know, I think when David says over and over and over the voice of the Lord, I think he's just really trying to hammer in the power of God's voice, the power, yeah, the power of his ability, um, what he can do yeah. with a simple the, vo- the voice of the Lord starts in three and just keeps going all the way through nine. The voice, the yeah. voice, the voice, the voice. Yeah. And, uh, and then it ends with God, the Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. And it's, it's almost like David sums up this psalm with God can do all of this. He yeah. can, he can give strength to his people. He will give strength to his people. He will bless them with peace. And um, this psalm, it's just like David is magnifying God. Yeah. And that's how our life should look. We should magnify God. Yeah. Yeah, it's a powerful. It's powerful. You know, when you look at Genesis 1-1, every bit of creation happened with God speaking. Yep. Yeah, that's... uh... In the beginning. That's still how things happen, is God speaking. And, you know, he speaks to us through his word now. Yeah. And I think there's, we have missed so much being God do things because we're not looking for him to speak. Yeah. Dead Christianity doesn't look for a live God. Dead Christianity is dead. Yeah. Let the dead bury the dead. Yeah. Having that live Christianity that we're looking for God speaking. We're looking for this voice. And, you know, that sometimes it's a still small voice yep. where he's us. But there's sometimes that I think God wants to do things, but he's waiting for us to say, God, would you speak? Mm. God, would you say something yeah. right now that would do something that the world would see how strong your voice is? Wow. And um, that's, I think God's looking for Christians mm. who say, God, would you speak? Yeah. And not just not just a whisper, God, would you speak in such a way oh, that's good. That, the heathen, that the heathen would have to acknowledge, that the pagan world would have to acknowledge who you are. Because they, they, have, to, they have to sit back and say, God did this. Boy, that's good. Yeah, you know, I love that. I... You know, again, if, if God can speak into existence a thunderstorm that can cross lines and 
go across along the Mediterranean there, a hundred mile swatch or whatever. Isaiah talks about cedars crashing to the ground and God can make storms do that. And, uh, and, and if God can speak those things into existence, and then you even taking it to the biggest step, if God can speak everything into existence, far more, what can his voice do for us? And I think the answer to that is there's no limit. Yeah. And uh, I like that direction. And, and that's why I call Stephanie the best co-host in the business right here, because she picks up on that. Is it in my little commentary I carry with me? No. Is, uh, is it in the notes in my study Bible? No. But the truth is, God's word, his voice can change your life. So seek it. Go back there to uh, Psalm number 28 and shout out to him, cry out to him, talk out to him, and know that his voice can change everything and know that his voice can fix the bad and know that his voice today, no matter where you at, no matter uh, where you're, man, sometimes I speak like I have, uh, I never went to third grade. But anyway, listen, sometimes... Sometimes we just need to get God and get his attention. Uh, he hears us all the time, but he needs to see us through our faith, as we talked about there in 28, through our worship, through our pleas to him, through our cries to him, through our begging to him. And then we come to 29 and, and we see David seeing God everywhere he looks. So, so maybe once we get that faith thing right, once we raise our hands to God, once we yell out to him, once we put our hands in the air like Emmy does when she wants to be lifted up, once we do that, maybe he starts showing us all kinds of things. Maybe his voice starts working for us, Stephanie. I mean, quite frankly, I think that's what the Bible's telling us. Yeah, I mean, he, he covers so, it's so powerful here. I guess just as I'm reading through this psalm, the power of our of words. Yeah. And the power of God's word. But then, you know, in verse 9, after he talks about all these different ways God's voice does things, then he says, and in his temple doth everyone speak of his glory. Yeah. And, you know, our, we are now in the, in the New Testament age, we are the temple yes. of God, each one of us. And does our temple reflect the voice of the Lord? Does our temple speak glory? People look at us. Do they see Christ being magnified? Do they see his voice being spoken through our words? Does our... Yeah. Does our way of life reflect his voice? Yeah. Uh, you know, this, we are, our, our message should be louder now than ever before. Yeah. Of Jesus Christ is of who Jehovah God is to us. And is that what we're reflecting is, does everyone speak of his glory? Does every part of us as the temple of God? Yeah. Do we speak of his glory? And that's just a challenge to me because after all these, after these powerful descriptions of the power of God's voice, David says, and in his temple doth everyone speak of his glory. And that just really, really makes me step back and say, God, am I reflecting your glory? I was created for your glory. Am I living it? Am I reflecting it? Is everything about me shouting out? the voice of the Lord in my conduct, in my way of life, in my words, in my demeanor? Am I shouting out pride, arrogancy, and evil way of forward mouth? Am I shouting out that I love um, 
I love an evil way, or am I shouting out that I belong to Jesus Christ? Mm. My my will is to do the will of him that sent me. And that the one that has me here, am I shouting out? Is his is his voice being heard through my words? Is yeah, voice... is, is my every existence pointing to yeah. a great God, a holy God, the true and living God? You know, this kind of goes back to what we were talking about a while ago with the soldier's manual in the last podcast. And, you know, am I looking like the Bible? Am I looking like God? Is my life a representation of of a God that loves me so much and a God whose voice can make a thunderstorm crack trees for hundreds of miles or is my life looking defeated? Right. I think that's where you're going. And, uh, and I think those are good questions to ask. I think they need to be asked. I think when we're, when we're here in Psalm number 29 and uh, we're, you know, we're talking about God's glory and, uh, you know, his heavenly throne and those different things going on, the Lord, and, and the Lord sitteth upon the flood. He's sitting on his heavenly throne. He's, you know, we forget that God is high and lifted up, Stephanie. We forget that sometimes. I don't know how we view God. Maybe TV's messing up people. Maybe it's messing me up. Uh, maybe, maybe some churches are. Maybe, I don't know. I mean, there's so much, among Christianism, there's so much physical abuse. There's so much Christian abuse. There's so much narcissism. There's so much craziness. And, and, and folks, if you're involved with any of that, get away from it and find the good, good thing, you know. And you'll find it at the throne of God. You'll find it crying out to God, lifting up your arms to God. And uh, I think that's where you're going. So, so Stephanie, I, and this is one of those stupid questions I always ask you because I get to ask you questions uh, because you never ask me questions. So I just ask you questions. Uh, not that I want you to ask me questions. That's too much of asking right there. But anyway, uh, so we, we recognize the throne of God. Where can we go in the Bible? Where can we where do we go to learn more about heaven, to learn more about what God's doing, about where God's sitting, about how he rules? What What's a study for that? What should we do with that? Well, I mean, you can, there's, you can do Bible studies on it, but I think a great place to um, learn about different attributes of God is, obviously, there's so many places in Scripture, but um, Isaiah 1-6 comes to mind. Yeah. Um, what, talks about seeing God high and lifted up and is it talks about his filling the temple but just the majesty of who God is the beginning of revelation describes the power and the majesty of who the king of kings is and um meditating on who he is pushes us to live holy dedicated lives to him It, it pushes us to to a pure undefiled um the, the man of psalm one yeah um man who walks undefiled the one who walks in the law of the lord yeah and that needs to be us yeah yeah i think the place to start is just meditating on who god's word says he is and about his majesty yeah yeah in the year that king uzziah died uh, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up and his train filled the temple. And boy, you know, it's a bad, when you're talking about old King dying, this is someone you loved. And this was somebody that the world was upside down. This was somebody that was terrible. But you know what he said? I found the Lord high and lifted up. 
in his train of his robe. Uh, think about that. Filled, filled the temple, filled the temple. And uh, that's the God we serve. That's the God I want to serve. That's the God we need to serve better. And uh, I mean, we got to work at that every day, don't we, Stephanie? I mean, it's an every, every day, every hour. Uh, I need yeah. the every hour. You sang that last time. I think I think we're going to go without singing a song today, unless you got something on your heart. Is there a verse that you think would go with uh, with this particular psalm? Um, I wasn't honestly thinking down that trail, so it's up to you. You know, uh, you know, we love God, and uh, we worship God, and we trust God, and there's power in God, and there's. Uh, that's where our power comes from. We don't have power on our own right. So I guess we tell folks this, Stephanie. I think, I think we probably should end with a verse of great is thy faithfulness because he is faithful to us. Even if you just sing the chorus, which is one of Stephanie's favorite songs. And uh, I think somewhere we got to do bow the knee in here over the next couple podcasts. But I think great is thy faithfulness. He's faithful. He sits on that throne faithfully. He's just. He always does the right thing. God is good. He's always good. And uh, we got to trust God. And uh, when we trust him, when we reach out to him, when we reach up to him, that's when we live a different life. So, Stephanie, if you want to give us a verse of great is thy faithfulness, that would be pretty great. All right. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not, thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever wilt be. Great is thy faithfulness. Amen. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. There it is, folks. Our Lord is high and lifted up. When your day gets bad, when things aren't going right, start your day with the high and lifted up one. Uh, enter the throne with thanksgiving. Enter his presence. Uh, find your quiet room. Lift your hand up to God. Raise your hand like Emmy does and say, God, I need lifting up today. He will lift you. And uh, he's great. His faithfulness is great. We love you, folks. We can't wait to uh, come back and talk with you again tomorrow. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved.
For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.